0: Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now, here's your host, Chad Dotson.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 322 of the World's Most Quarantined Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me again this week, your friend and mine, Jason Linden. How are you, Jason? Good. Are we too quarantined to be dangerous? I think so. I hope so. That's the idea, right? <laughs> to produce I mean, the we're
0: danger. Dangerous to be quarantined. We have good sense.
1: Exactly. So uh, we are talking. Uh, I'm very close to my microphone, but I'm not close to Jason.
0: So I think we're okay, right? I don't know how this think thing works. Okay, as long as yeah, as long as you know where your microphone's been. <laughs> so uh,
1: not not a lot of <laughs> news. Obviously, there's not been any news. Uh, we're Still waiting to see what's going to happen with the season, but we've got some fun stuff to talk about today anyway. The only real minor piece of news that we really don't need to get too far into because we already talked about it on the podcast. You and I spoke about the possibilities, and, and I spoke with Doug Gray, and I spoke with Chris Garber about it. We're just rehashing, but Jeff Passan of ESPN said this week, essentially, that uh, within the week, Major League Baseball is going to offer a, a proposal to the Players Association to encourage players to prepare for a spring training that could begin in mid-June and a season that could start in early July. Now, I'm not sure anybody believes those dates are going to necessarily stick, but that's kind of going to be the proposal, and they will just uh, be working out the kinks, I guess. So, you know, I don't know. We're still waiting to see, but there's some movement towards at least trying to get specific, which we really haven't seen yet. I guess that's the only, only news this week.
0: Yeah, I mean I feel like we won't know anything until we get the players response cuz I mean this is really one of those things where it's the players are the ones putting themselves at risk and so it's it's really is up to the players.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think the uh, the franchises are starting to get uh, really antsy about the money side of it, but you're right yeah. the, the players have uh, real concerns and it will be interesting to see what the players union does, how they respond. So I don't know. That's it. That's the news for the week. It's been a good episode. Thanks.
0: Bye, everybody. See you next time.
1: <laughs> so long. Um, there was a little bit of, this is not really news, but uh, Jason and I both kind of followed it. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, MLB, I guess MLB Network, did a dream bracket. And it was this big uh, championship, a big tournament, March Madness kind of style bracket, and they took the all-time rosters for each team. And, and Jason, did you see how this thing ended up?
0: I did. I mean, I mean Reds, Yankees, and seven. It's amazing. Uh, Clearly the two greatest franchises in baseball history. You know, I mean, for one through nine lineups, I think you might be, uh, you you know, the the thing about it is the Reds lost to the Yankees, as anybody who paid attention knows, in seven games. And I love the Reds, but I don't think anybody can quibble with the fact that the Yankees, if you're putting together an all-time best lineup, have the all-time best lineup, like period. Like they've won 20-odd World Series for a reason.
1: Um, the fact the Reds true. took it to seven made me happy.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So the Reds had a good roster though. And you look at it and you realize the Reds really, if you put together these all time teams for and now, of course they've been around longer. So they've got more players to choose from, I guess, but it really, what struck me about it really, and this is just me, this is where my brain goes is just, man, this franchise has squandered three decades of, of what's really been a proud history for this club. You know, two, three generations now are just don't understand. So yeah. So the uh, the starters on the team, let's go ahead and just run down them real quick. Uh, Johnny Bench, catcher, Joe, Joey Votto, first base, Joe Morgan, second base, Pete Rose, third base, Barry Larkin, shortstop, George Foster, left field, Eric Davis, center field, Frank Robinson, right field, designated hitter, Ted Klozuski. You got any quibbles with any of those?
0: Uh, I mean, I can take minor issues, but no, nothing huge. I, it's defensible, all of it at least.
1: How do you put uh, George Foster in left field over Adam Dunn? Dunn did make the Reds all-time bench on this uh, this team. Actually, the bench was yeah. er- Ernie Lombardi, Tony Perez, Dave Concepcion, Adam Dunn, Jay Bruce, and Veda Pinson. I don't know how they picked these, but that's a pretty good roster.
0: That's a pretty good roster. It is, it's it's a good it's a good team. It's yeah. a good team. You know, I would I guess if I were to quibble, I I might put uh, I'm, I might put Perez over at third, but otherwise, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean you can, and I can. can, I can quibble big time with the bench. You know, I mean I love Adam Dunn. I love. I would like to have him off the bench, that big left-handed power bat. But you know, uh, Ed Roush. I mean, there's all kinds of players you can think of. Yeah, and I look at this. uh, the The starting rotation is kind of.
0: I don't. I don't buy this. It's a four-man rotation. Was weird.
1: It was very weird.
0: Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver in the Reds all-time rotation.
1: Was he on the Mets too? Surely he was. But, I would assume so. But Seaver was great for the Reds, but is, is, really, is that the guy you pick? Although I like having Tom Seaver, I guess. Uh, Jim Maloney? Yeah. I mean, Maloney was yep. the Reds' that greatest the pitcher thing. of the 60s.
0: The rotation was the thing that I thought was super weird. And yeah, it, it seemed like there was a really heavy recency bias, too.
1: Uh, they also had Mario Soto and Jose Rijo. And, you know, so I think if I think about guys like Johnny Cueto, who was actually in the bullpen. Um, who else are we thinking about? Uh, Paul Derringer, Epirixi. You know, uh yeah. who's the uh who's the other guy? Adolph Luque? Yeah. I mean the, uh, over Jim well, of course Jim Long did throw two no hitters. I don't
0: know, you know. I mean what about Don Gullett for that matter?
1: Really? Or or Gary Nolan. I mean if you're talking about
0: I mean they were there longer think, than I'm, Seaver. If we're just talking Red Stats, I'd take Don Gullett over Tom Seaver every time. Yeah, but Tom Seaver's good. Um no debate here, <laughs> but
1: Gullett did make the bullpen actually, I see I see now. He and Cueto made the bullpen, uh, and I might have swapped one of those for Maloney in the rotation. The other bullpen uh, was uh, John Franco, Rob Dibble, Norm Charlton, Randy Myers, so all the nasty boys, and Aroldis Chapman. So anyway, the Reds went to the finals and uh, defeated the, the Nationals in the first round. In the Sweet 16, they beat the Pirates in six games. In the Elite Eight, they defeated the Cardinals in seven. And in the the, the final four were the Dodgers, Reds, Red Sox, Yankees. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> We yeah. just we just you know lost a lot more games than those other ones. Well, no, not the Red Sox, I guess.
0: Yeah, the Red Sox were real bad. I mean, the Red Sox have been really good recently, but they were really <laughs> bad for a really long time.
1: Yeah, for just like a century. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody can have a bad century. Oh no, that made me that made me think uh, the Reds may be in for a, a bad century. Yeah. You know you you. <laughs> whew. All right, enough of that. goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna give Jason a chance to uh, to eat some crow and then to gloat now. Ah, ah. <laughs> In episode three nineteen, we uh, held a draft. you remember that draft, Jason? tell tell us about that draft.
0: So the draft was, uh, and this was just kind of my idea for you know, something to talk about that's fun over the span of you know these weird times when there's no baseball going on and And so we drafted, so we're just going to do some random drafts here and there with arbitrary rules put on them. And this last draft was, we each drafted our best uh, post-Big Red Machine team. So we started in 1980, and you can only take the stats from 1980. So, you know, any Big Red Machiners, like, you don't get to draft Johnny Bench and get 1972 Johnny Bench. Um, So it was just stats from 1980 forward. Uh, We drafted it, and kind of the idea was to then run a simulation and see who had the best
1: team. And we did run a simulation. We used the same program that they used for the dream bracket out of the park baseball. And, uh, the first, the first round, I took Larkin in the first round. You took Votto in the first round and went on from there. And clearly I had the best team, right? Hmm. (laughs) I mean, we said, we we said we were going to do a seven game series. To determine who had the best team, you won seven game series, four games to one, right, Chad? Yeah, it turns out that I won the uh, series, four games to one. I mean, it was just a it was a
0: blowout. I mean, it never was really even close. It was what was remarkable to me. was watching Joey Votto go like two for twenty or whatever it was. Yeah, what a first round pick that was, dude. Yeah, indeed. But then didn't you run a hundred and sixty two games? In Slow
1: New down, Chad. Slow down. We don't want to talk about that just yet.
0: Let's <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> dwell on this uh, series first. Okay, dwell.
1: <laughs> Two outs, two two count in game five. King Griffey Jr. hits his second walk off home run of the series. Four to one final. Just a dominant, dominant display. And uh, King Griffey Jr. was the series MVP. He hit three sixty four with four homers and nine RBIs. And uh, you know the final series stats here. I've got them here actually. Let's let me see what uh, Joey Butto did hit. I've got it right here. Um, oh man! No, oh, he ended up at two eighty six.
0: Actually, okay. Well, he came on a little bit.
1: Then. He did, yeah, because he was like after game three. I don't think he even had a hit, maybe. So, um, he did not have any home runs though. Your best hitters were Cal Daniels, four thirty eight average, three home or two homers. Um, BIP Roberts nine seventy four OPS, and uh, Rod Hannigan nine oh nine OPS had a good series. That's about it. Eric Davis was okay. Once again, Reggie Sanders failed in the clutch. Your pitchers, uh, yeah. well, your pitchers
0: were that's garbage. Why. Reggie Sanders is a friend of the podcast.
1: That's true. We love some Reggie Sanders. No question about it. For my team, I said Griffey did well. Larkin had a thirteen nineteen OPS. Uh, Brandon Phillips one thousand seventy four. Sean Casey. So basically, Sean Casey at one thousand five OPS hit 400 in the series. Clearly, I picked the best first baseman. I mean, it's obvious at this point. Yeah, I know. I know. Pitching wise, uh, Reho was great. And that's about all you need to know. Okay, so anyway, yeah, we did that and I destroyed Jason four games to one. It's true, you did. Yeah, so clearly I drafted well, but then, you know, we were like, you know, it'd be fun to just, let's just take these teams and simulate a full 162 game season. And I thought, Sure, why not do that?
0: Why not? After a 4-1 to one series victory, yes, why not?
1: Because you would think a team that won 4 out of 5 games is clearly the best team, right? I mean, that makes sense. You
0: know, this is about to be an, av- an a, a, a perfect lesson in uh, the problems of short series.
1: <laughs> it really really is a beautiful uh, reflection of what we always say every October. If you can just get in the playoffs, who knows who's going to win. At the end of April... Jason's team was 17 and 11. So they have a six game lead over me. I was 11 and 17. So still, you know, it's just the end of April, plenty of time to make it up. Right. At the end of May, Jason's team was 38 and 19. So 19 game lead at the end of May.
0: Keep singing it, Chad, keep singing it.
1: (laughs) Well, you only increased the lead to 25 by the end of June.
0: Well, every every month can't be a banner month.
1: A little bit of a swoon. Um, yeah, and you only increased the lead by four at the end of July. So June and July, you know, I was okay, but at the end of July, you were seventy-one and forty-two, and up twenty-nine games.
0: I mean, you got to let the scrubs play a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't in August, evidently, because you increased your lead by seventeen games at the end of August. You were ninety-four and forty-eight, a forty-six game lead, and at the end of the full season, you were a hundred and four and fifty-eight, which meant that I was fifty-eight and one
0: hundred and four. So you were basically the like. 1981 Reds. <laughs> yes,
1: pretty much. Yes, that's who we how my team played. Oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. I kept watching it as I was. And I texted Jason uh, brief right after like April or Mass I said, uh, "You're going to be really happy with this simulation when you see the end of it." Ugh. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so clearly, mm-hmm. I drafted the much better team. Uh, I
1: probably have to concede that
0: point, Jason. It hurts me. I know it does, but it just confirms what we already know, which is that I'm better th- than you at all things.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. I agree 100% with that. I can't argue. Kevin Mitchell led all hitters with a three seventy one average. He was, he was on my team. He also led the league with uh, 39 home runs. My team. But everyone else on the batting uh, <laughs> average, this was on your team. Bip Roberts, three seventy, Reggie Sanders, three sixty seven, Joey Votto, three sixty six, Eric Davis.
0: Pokey Reese's batting average.
1: Pokey Reese. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. You noticed that. I didn't even notice that. Uh, home runs. Uh, Mitchell hit 39. D- Eric Davis hit uh, 32. Adam Dunn, 32. King Griffey Jr., 30. You know, I went for that power. And I had three of the, my three outfielders I talked about. They're going to match the ball. They were three of the top four power
0: hitters. In the season. I wonder if the reason so many of my players had such high batting averages is that none of your outfielders could get to anything. <laughs>
1: probably. Probably.
0: Like, I imagine all of the bloop singles just falling in one after another after another.
1: Yeah, oh man. I'm sure, yeah. They, they couldn't feel anything. Um, the, the RBI list, you had the top three. Eric Davis had 145 RBIs.
0: Yes, he did.
1: <laughs> Reggie Sanders, 140. Eugenio Suarez, 136.
0: Yikes. Yeah.
1: And let's go ahead and talk about it, because we mentioned how Votto didn't do well in the short series. He ended up with a four sixty six on base percentage.
0: That's my
1: boy. Kevin Mitchell's 431. Gosh. Well, uh, let's see what else we had here. Uh, Mitchell and Sanders had the highest OPS. Votto was third. Wins above replacement, Joey Votto led with six and a half wins above replacement, followed by Reggie Sanders and Eric Davis. And Kevin Mitchell, despite having by far the best offensive stats, is only fourth, probably because he couldn't field.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got catch ball now and again.
1: You had a real, uh... <laughs> you had a, uh a good strategy there <laughs> guys that can actually play defense on the pitching side. Uh, let's just look really quickly. It was a, it was a hitter's league. Luis Castillo led the league with a 3.07 ERA and no one else was under four and a half.
0: Yeah. Luis Castillo had a great season. Mario Soto, as I recall, was your best pitcher. And what, what did he go like 11 and 12? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Soto did have put up four and a half or, uh, Rio was 4.8. Um, let me get to the full season stats because there's a couple that are hilarious. Um, by the way, in our I forgot to mention in our series that I won four games to one just the dominant performance. Um, John Langus was following along on the uh, Twitter feed as the, as the game went. He was really excited when he struck out Jay Bruce one game. <laughs> so let's see. Vado was great. Um, yeah, we already talked about that. Let's get to the pitching. Your pitching, first of all, Soo Chu pitched an inning.
0: Gave Weird things happen sometimes.
1: Yeah. Shinsu Chu pitched an inning and Jay Bruce pitched an inning. Uh, Luis Castillo was 18-4. and four. I mean, he was just by far the most dominant pitcher. Does that surprise you a little? No. Gosh. Really? It surprises me.
0: I mean, maybe a little. Not too much. It's one of those things where it's like, I think Jose Rijo was probably the better pitcher, but I had a better team, so he didn't have to... If he pitched against you all, he probably would have been eighteen and four. Also, thank you for that. Yes,
1: Greg Swindell seventeen and six. Great pick for that was your fifth starter. Yeah, uh, Quato, fourteen and nine. Uh, Sunny Gray eleven and ten. Bronson ten and nine. Uh, now let's look at the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and we forgot to talk about. Um, there he is. He he played one hundred eleven games. Got four hundred and thirty four at bats. Pokey Reese. Pokey Reese hit 378 with a 419 on base percentage. Pokey Reese hit 378.
0: It was magical.
1: Well, it must have been my pitchers because.
0: The flip side of that is poor Tom Browning. That's where I was going.
1: Uh, with my pitching, now let's, let's note that Hal Morris, Billy Hamilton, and Tucker Barnhart all pitched for me, and Tom Browning did not pitch for me. <laughs> Tom Browning was 2 23 with a 10.57 ERA. Two and 23.
0: That is not really good.
1: <laughs> you think?
0: Yeah, I do think.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, Mario Soto was 11 and 12. Um, my boy, Koot Langus, uh, had an 11.01 ERA, which was, uh, you know, Browning was almost as bad. Charlton had a 10.2 ERA. Goodness gracious. Briss had one player. My team had one player with a zero ERA. Hal Morris. Okay, so I am prepared, Jason, to concede that if we were drafting for a seven-game series, then I did really well, but I will have to concede that you drafted a better team.
0: That's right. I'm the best. That's
1: the important thing to know. Oh, gosh. I hate everything right now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, Jason's back on the podcast again tonight. And we are going to have another draft. And hopefully we'll get to uh I'll do better number one and number two, hopefully we'll get to simulate this one as well. But I thought it would be fun. The Reds have not been really good since they started playing at Great American Ballpark in two thousand and three. So I thought it'd be fun. Let's let's pick the best two best teams. You can pick one team pretty easily as I got to looking at these stats. But let's pick two teams, the best players.
0: And it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting.
1: Some of these positions are gonna be tough. Yeah. To find two players, frankly. So, um, we're gonna do it the same way we did last time. We'll take turns. I picked first last time, so I'll let you pick first this time, in which you will pick the exact same person you picked in the last draft.
0: I mean, it's fairly obvious, right?
1: But, uh, snake so,
0: draft, I assume still,
1: what's that snake? It's
0: still, snake draft, I assume
1: snake draft, just players from 2013 to 2019,
0: 2003.
1: That's what I said, 2003. To 2019 or 2020, essentially, I guess you can pick somebody on 2020, same if you want Shogo Akiyama. That's fine. Uh, oh, interesting. Should we take uh, Moustakis or
0: uh, and and I, I do feel like we should, we should clarify this do we get pre 2003 stats or is it the same as the post big red machine? It's got to be from 2003 onward.
1: I think it has to be from 2003 onward. All right, that's that I think that's the way we need to do it. So that,
0: I agree. I just wanted to make sure.
1: Just the players who have played at Great American Ballpark during during the time they were playing at Great American Ballpark. So, um, and then, when you know, we're going to take one for each position, and then uh, what did we do last time? Five starting pitchers?
0: Yeah, and a closer.
1: And a closer. Okay. All right, so uh, you're on the clock, Jason. Quickly put um, me on the clock, please.
0: The Lindens select Joey Votto.
1: Joseph Daniel Vado, the number one overall selection. And you're right. That's that's a pretty obvious one,
0: right? Absolute no-brainer. I'm interested because there are a number of ways I feel like you could go with the second and third picks here. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you've got.
1: Yeah, it's it's really uh, unclear at most of these spots. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to uh, go pitching.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to do if I got if I got numbers two and three.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Johnny Cueto and Luis Castillo.
0: All right, I think that's uh, I think that is a, a good and strong call. And also, I note you all of a sudden being a lot more bullish on the <laughs> yeah. You notice that? I do. I but do notice that.
1: There are good players at all the other uh, positions, the everyday positions. But I'm not sure that, uh, you know, anyone's of the quality of these two pitchers, Cueto and and, uh, and Castillo. And also, you know, at some of these positions, there are two guys you can take. You know, I mean, if we're talking just Red's time, I think I think there's going to be some interesting choices. So you now have uh, your second round choice.
0: All right. I'm going to take Aaron Harang and Sonny Gray.
1: Ah, So you're going pitching as well.
0: I, you got to do it now before it's all gone.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so it's back to me. Still, that's a pretty good one-two punch. And really, that's... There's really probably only one other... Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're talking just Reds. Oof, I don't know. Uh, you know who I'm going to go with here? Joey Votto. Is, is he still available? Can I take Joey Votto?
0: He is not still available.
1: Um. Then... I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna do this. I don't feel good about it, but I'm gonna do it. Do it. I'm going with Adam Dunn. All right. I'm going with Adam Dunn.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm such a sucker.
1: I'm such a freaking sucker.
0: You are a freaking sucker.
1: <laughs> good grief! I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Tootsie Roll pop over here, man. I don't even know what that means. Um, but I, I'm just gonna take, I'm gonna take him. And you know what I'm gonna do here? I'm gonna go crazy again. You're going to destroy me. Do you know which pitcher, and of course now pitching war, especially at Baseball Reference, is a little bit hinky, but which pitcher had the best individual season for the Reds in the Great American Ballpark era?
0: You're going to take Edinson Volquez.
1: <laughs> it was not Edinson Volquez.
0: Well, I don't know then. Who are you going after?
1: The best single season wins above replacement was 6.8 war in 2006. By Bronson Arroyo.
0: Mm, all right, I can respect Bronson.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Bronson. I mean, you know, I and mean, when you're looking at pitching in Great American Ballpark, it's kind of thin, and uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and grab him before you before you take him. too. So you have two picks now.
0: All right, for my next two picks, I am going to take Brandon Phillips.
1: I was hoping for some reason that you would forget about Phillips or something because I really probably should have taken him.
0: And I'm going to take Shinsu Chu.
1: Oh, Shinsu Chu. Yes. Because, again, we're looking at just Red's numbers. He's going to be pretty good. He's in your yeah. Lineup. So, all right. Well, there you go. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I'm going to go.
0: Boy. <laughs> it's starting to get thin now. It's
1: starting to get a little thin. I'm going to take uh, Gino.
0: Okay.
1: A Eugenio Suarez. And then... Uh, this time. What's that?
0: You got Gino this time.
1: Yeah, you uh, you went Gino last time. That kind of surprised me a little bit. And he ended up being really, really good. Um, I got two I'm choosing from here. I'm going to go J. Bruce.
0: Okay. Respectable. Respectable.
1: Yeah. Trying to go with positions where you haven't selected really is my strategy there, which worked for me so well
0: on the last draft. <laughs> All right. Um, it's to me now.
1: While you're looking and thinking here, let, let me just break it down. We we each have three position players. I have uh, Eugenio Suarez, Adam Dunn, and Jay Bruce. Jason has Joey Votto, Brandon Phillips, Shin soo Chu. I gotta say, I hate to admit it, but that's a that's an edge to to Jason probably right now. Obviously, <laughs> I know, I know it's inevitable, and I have three pitchers to his two. I've got Johnny Cueto, Luis Castillo, Bronson Arroyo to his Aaron Harang and Sonny Gray. Have to say, I probably have the edge uh, there.
0: Yeah, so. I think for the moment, for the moment, I'm staring at, at outfielders right now, and it's uh, <laughs> it's getting to be slim pickens, Chad.
1: It is slim Pickens let me let me trivia time okay out of Red's right fielders in the great American ballpark era if you look at just individual seasons, who are the top five individual seasons which players now some players had one player had more than one of these seasons but well I'll say Jay Bruce had Jay Bruce had four of the top seven who are the other three in the top seven?
0: okay, so we've got Bruce right Yeah. Uh, did Guillen play right?
1: Jose Guillen, yes. And, and I, I use played at least 50% of their games as kind of the marker in at that position. So.
0: Mm, Griffey wasn't right for a little bit. Does he get there?
1: He did not. Well, he, no, he's 18th on the list. Behind a bunch of Jay Bruce seasons.
0: Hamilton play right? Who? Josh Hamilton.
1: Um, I don't see him. No, he's not on the list. He must not have played at least 50% of his games there. Austin Kearns, one of Austin Kearns' seasons. And who's number Uh, seven on the list? Schebler. Aristides Aquino. Oh, my. (laughs) That's how bad right field's been other than Jay Bruce. So, anyway, go ahead and make your pick.
0: All right. I might have to hold on the outfield for a minute because it's (laughs) one of those things of diminishing returns. so there's no point in going there right now. Yeah, you got Chu, which is a great one. Yeah, yeah, I got I got I got Shinsuchu and 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 the rest of everything is, is pretty much just scraps, frankly. It is. Nice. Uh, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go pitching again. Okay. All right. I'm gonna grab uh I'm gonna grab Mike Leek.
1: Ooh. Good call. Good call. Could have sworn you were gonna go with uh with our guy.
0: Who is who is our guy?
1: Dylan Axelrod. Uh, you act like you don't even know me.
0: Sometimes I wonder how we've met.
1: <laughs> what about Kyle Loesch? You going to take him next? Is that your next pick?
0: Ah, uh, God, who is
1: my next pick? I'm going to give you some suggestions while you're thinking, so ignore me. Luke Hudson? Ooh, Matt Harvey? <laughs> you know what. what? I'll take Disco. You know, that's a really a solid choice, to be honest.
0: Yeah. He has mm-hmm. had
1: a better career than people realize, hasn't he?
0: yeah all right your turn chad
1: all right uh i'm gonna go um i think I know who i'm gonna go here, and one may leave you with the guy you really want at that position. i don't know uh i'm gonna take i'm gonna take devin miserocco does that surprise you
0: uh, a little bit not too much,
1: and then I think i'm gonna go. Boy, I'm tempted to take Jose Iglesias at shortstop. Sorry, that's a running joke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, Zach Cozart. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was the, yeah.
1: I was tempted to go Felipe Lopez there. I mean, you know, in his short career, he was pretty good with the Reds, but yeah, you got to go Zach, I think.
0: All right, so I, I, I might, I might, hmm. I got. I'm I'm strategizing here mentally.
1: <laughs> you only have 3 uh just to recap for everybody, you only have 3 position players so far, Votto, Phillips and Chu, first base, second base, center field, so all that's out there for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I've got to go outfield now, I feel like at this point. Um I'm going to take cuz at least this way I don't you don't get one more ahead of me. Uh and we're still doing the positional thing, so Chew is locked into center field, correct? Yes, yes. I need corner outfielders. Um, I'm going to take. I think I'm going to take Austin Kearns.
1: Let me say, in our last draft, I'm going to. You can take that back if you want the Kearns pick. We did say if you can make a case they played some some significant amount of time at that position. that because remember, I, I moved Kevin Mitchell to right field, which was a horrible idea defensively. Yeah. So uh, it, it, you can go with Kearns if you want. I just wanted to add that. That's the way we did it last time. If you're wanting to pick a different outfielder, and I think I know who
0: you might be thinking about. God, there's so many it's, There's, it's just, all of them is, is one of those, like they're, they're, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong answer here. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, there's a, there's a wrong answer.
0: <laughs> there are many wrong. Answers. Jason Bourgeois. I mean, that's a wrong answer. <laughs> I'm going to to go two outfielders. I'm going to round out my outfield. I'm going to stick with Kearns. I might regret it. I'm going to stick with it.
1: Okay. No, no, I think that's fine. Kearns had a good career with the Reds. People don't realize it.
0: He's going to be my right fielder, and my left fielder is going to be the Wink.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I didn't see that one coming, but I love it. He can hit. People still don't understand how much he can hit.
1: People really don't know. But you and I have been banging that drum for so long. I thought you might go Lance Nix left field. No. No. Vladimir Ballantine, no?
0: I'll tell you, I thought about there are some I thought about. I thought about Hamilton. Uh thought about even thought about uh taking Friel as an outfielder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh who else is out there really? Adam Duvall. I mean, you know. He had a couple good yeah. years. Um phew, boy, it's kind of thin in our outfield, isn't it? I like the winker pick. That's an upside pick. Okay, your, Chad. Two to me, two to me. I'm going to go with. Oh mercy! Do I dip into the bullpen at this point? I think I do. I'm going to take a as Chapman. Although he's not, you know, I mean there are, there are other good choices for that. Rosella Glaces really is the and uh, and David Weathers. Those are the really the two I was considering.
0: No, Coco. Coco.
1: Better than David Weathers? Come on, get out
0: of here. All right, so you've got Chapman.
1: <laughs> yeah, and now I'm going to go starting pitcher. Who do I go here? Starting pitcher. Boy. Here here's who I'm considering, okay? Homer Bailey. All right. Uh Edison Volquez, I think you have to consider him. He had, a, you know, a great 2008 season. Oh, uh, Matt Latos, you know, Matt Latos 2012, 2013 was pretty good. I mean, I don't have to deal with him in the actual, an actual clubhouse. This is virtual Matt Latos. So, you know, man, I wish these, these, these were still out there. Um, Gosh, Tim Adelman,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eric Milton, Daniel Corsino.
0: Brandon Clawson.
1: Brandon Clawson. Corey Lytle.
0: You know, the thing about Brandon Clawson is that he always got you in a pickle. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh! Oh, Jason. This, this is it right here. That that That's how you know Jason's a dad. You don't have to know anything about Jason. <laughs> you hear that sentence, you know he's a dad. That's it's dad joke a, extraordinaire.
0: It, I really am.
1: Hey, You know what uh, Trevor Bowers wins above replacement was for, just for Cincinnati last year?
0: Like negative point five.
1: It was exactly negative point five. Yikes! I think, and I, I maybe regret this. I think I'm going to go Homer Bailey. All right. So that's my two. Back to you for two
0: picks. So we've taken one at every slot. So now I can just go down the down the line. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and do the do the bold choice uh, that I had kind of thought about in terms of my my number two pick if i if i didn't get my number one pick here and it's going to be a third base and people are not going to see it coming but i'm going to take scott Rowland.
1: scott Rowland, i did not see that coming
0: i'm going to have some veteran leadership on my team
1: and you're also going back with the defense
0: yikes yeah. and scott. i'm going to take ryan hannigan at catcher
1: okay it
0: well, was my top choice you're correct.
1: Yeah, you know, I I went with the bat. Again, I I default to the bat with with, uh, Miserocco, but I thought you might be pleased when I picked him because that would leave that position open for you.
0: I got no complaints.
1: (laughs) Okay, so back to me, two picks. Oh, mercy. You know what I'm going to do? What you going to do? I'm going to pull the trigger on Matt Latos. Sheesh, I got Matt Latos or Aldis Chapman. Yikes. Um, and then I'm going to go first base. And at first base, I'm going to take, I mean, who, who are you choosing from here? Basically, you got Sean Casey, a couple of years of Sean Casey. You have Scott Hatterberg, you know, a couple of years. That's it. Unless you want to go for Jeff Conine. Do you know Jeff Conine played at Great American Ballpark?
0: I completely forgotten that.
1: Neftali Soto. Ooh, Miguel Cairo.
0: Ooh, I remember Miguel Cairo. Everybody likes Miguel Cairo. That's
1: true. He's a good guy. Mike Costenzo, T Bone. Um, I guess I I go Sean Casey. I mean, that's the way our first baseman ended up on the other team, wasn't it? Casey. I mean, you and... oh. gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I think you gotta take Casey. So, all right, back to you. You have uh, here's what you have available: shortstop, one starting pitcher sl- slot, and your closer.
0: Right. Uh, so, it's short. I've decided to go with another another bold pick. And this is, I'm really looking at rate stats and defense. And, you know, as opposed to, like, games played, which can be deceptive about war. Uh, I'm going to take Barry Larkin.
1: Oh, gosh! I was getting ready to offer you Zach Kozart in exchange for uh, letting me take this pick. Yeah. Because I just noticed that Larkin played in 2003.
0: Yes, he did. <laughs>
1: I've completely missed that. He played at Great American Ballpark. In oh three and 04. Oh my goodness. And he wasn't great,
0: but he was Barry Larkin. He was pretty good when he was healthy, yeah. Yeah. Above yeah. average, just slightly above average, yeah.
1: Yeah, at age thirty nine and forty. I mean that
0: that guy's a Hall of Famer. Oh,
1: how did I miss that?
0: I don't I don't know how you missed it, Chad. It's just just one of many mistakes that you've made.
1: Oh my goodness. I thought for sure you were gonna take Cesare's tourists. <laughs> oh, that so hurts I, me. That hurts I, me.
0: I need a closer and one more starter, right?
1: Yes, that's what you've got available.
0: Uh, all right. I want a moment to ponder my final starter, so I'll take uh, I'll take Iggy from my closer.
1: Brazil Iglesias, which is, I think, the clear second closer. Um, okay, so now it's back to me. I have two picks here. All I have open are second base and center field, so we'll take them in that order. Second base. I think we're going to go Scooter. Here. Uh the other people that we're thinking about would be D'Angelo Jimenez, who people forget had a really good 0-4 season. I think mm-hmm. you could uh you'd be and he had a pretty good 0-3 as well, you, frankly. Uh you could justify Ryan Friel at second base. Uh you know, you could maybe justify Richard Relia who played uh more than half his games at second base for the Reds in 0-5. Yeah, Aurelia
0: was somebody I thought about if I didn't get Phillips at second.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go scooter. Here, I think that's the. I think that's the. That's kind of a safe choice. He was good. He was not whatever I thought he was, but he was good. Center field. Do I, I mean do I? I already took Adam Dunn. Do I take my other guy, Billy Hamilton? Here, you know.
0: I mean, it would be nice to have somebody to catch a ball out there.
1: <laughs> With uh, well, Jay Bruce is a pretty good fielder, so I've only got one. Adam Dunn
0: is my only defensive. I mean, I think uh, this is in center, are Hamilton, or Hamilton, really,
1: really, not Junior.
0: I mean, I guess, but that's not good, Junior.
1: Well, no, but he did have three point seven wins over replacement in '05, playing more than half his games in center.
0: I suppose that's true. If you take just one season, he did have some pretty some some not great seasons.
1: If you, right, 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 yeah, a lot of not great seasons. He's way down the list on his other ones. Um, so it's it's Hamilton, it's Griffey. It's the other, the other Hamilton. Hmm. I'm going to go for youth and uh, potential here. I'm going to go Josh Hamilton. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Over Griffey and Billy Hamilton, the comic book superhero. Man, I what am I, what am I thinking here?
0: Uh, I don't
1: know. Once again, I think I've screwed this up completely.
0: <laughs> As All I right. look down my you list... Guys- you ready for my fifth starter? I found it. I've made it my decision.
1: Okay, let me let me go through some guys that may be in the mix here, and you can let me know if uh, if one of these is who you picked. Here's the guys that I see as kind of being in the mix. Um, Dan Straley, surprisingly, and that's it. <laughs> I don't know who else. Who, who who are you thinking? Travis Wood. Oh my goodness, Travis Wood. Travis Wood was good as a Red. Again, he got traded away to the Cubs, but.
0: His his basically one and a bit of a season for the Reds, he was he was a very he was an above average starting pitcher. He was. Yeah.
1: Very solid. Yeah. Good lefty. Um, and that's the only le- lefty you've got in your rotation, it looks like. So that's good. I have zero lefties. He's the only lefty starting pitcher that got taken. Goodness gracious. You oh. are
0: pretty good about this again, Chad, I have to say.
1: I bet Johnny pretty- Quet- I bet Johnny Cueto could throw a left-handed if he tried.
0: I never doubt Johnny Cueto's <laughs> ability to do anything.
1: Okay. Let, my I agree. Let's run these down. Here's my team. Catcher, Devin Miserocco. First base, Sean Casey. Second base, Scooter Jeanette. Third base, Eugenio Suarez. Shortstop, Cozart. Zach Cozart. Left field, Adam Dunn. Center field, Josh Hamilton. Right field, Jay Bruce. I like that lineup. That's not a bad lineup for the Great American Ballpark All-Stars. Starting pitch, pitchers, Johnny Cueto, Luis Castillo, Bronson Arroyo, Homer Bailey, and Matt Latos, my closer, Araldus Chapman. Now, do you want to go run through your lineup, or you want me to do it?
0: Uh, you can do it.
1: Okay. Catcher, Ryan Hannigan. Well, you're really going on base percentage with this lineup. I love it. First That's
0: base.
1: Yeah. Really, really, really smart. First base, Joey Votto. Second base, Brandon Phillips. Third base, Scott Rowland out of nowhere. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't consider him. Shortstop Barry Larkin. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset about that. Left field, Jesse Winker. Now that's kind of a that's kind of a reach. Center field shinshu. Shin Su Chu, easy for me to say. Right field, Austin Kearns. Starting pitchers, Aaron Harang, Sonny Gray, Mike Leake, Anthony DiSclafani, and Travis Wood. And your closer, Razelle Iglesias. I'll be honest, and you let me know what you think about these two teams, Jason. I was concerned that uh, as bad as the Reds have been for most of the time at, at Great American Ballpark, they w- we wouldn't be able to put together two actual teams. And I don't know, that, that looked like two reasonably competent teams, you think?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think they t- look like two reasonably competent teams. It's, you know, it's interesting to see, too, though, to look at this and see, like, how many either short stints or, wow, that guy got hurt kind of seasons there are. Yeah, that's true. Um, unfortunately, and it, it kind of underlines the fact that there's been potential at times, it just hasn't been realized. I do have to say, I think that this is a much more even match than the last one was. I mean, I think I think, I wouldn't be surprised in a full simulation if we came awfully close to 500 here.
1: Oh, I hope you say that, because the last time you said you thought you were going to go 90 and 72 in the full <laughs> and you ended up going 150 and 12 or something.
0: Well, so I guess this time I'll actually go ninety and
1: 70 <laughs> probably. I'm looking at this and I think I I think I've got the best rotation, I believe. I feel comfortable with that. I think you probably have a slight edge or, or maybe more than a slight edge in terms of your offense. But it, it says something about the Reds, I think, that our center fielders are Josh Hamilton and Shinsu Chu. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know? I think I think if I'm being honest, I think you you definitely have the better rotation. I have the better infield. And I think the outfields are kind of a wash.
1: Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, Your infield is clearly superior, I think. Votto, Phillips, Roland, and Larkin, that's a pretty good infield. Oh, man, you got me on the Larkin pick. I there noticed him like three, right before three, you said that.
0: There are three players in my infield who will or should be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the one that's not is Brandon Phillips, who had an
0: awfully good Reds career. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my infield has one, two that are Reds Hall of Famers. And Sean Casey and Eugenio Suarez eventually be Reds Hall of Famers. And then Scooter, he may be. You never know with that Reds Hall of Fame voting. And Zach Cozart. Okay, anyway. Uh, quickly, you want to try to do the benches? We did that off-air last time. Benches and uh, bullpens.
0: Whew. All right, all right.
1: Okay. All right, let's try to do that quickly, and I'll uh, – I don't know who we are, where we are, so I'll just give you... Well,
0: I'll take a pick. It's it's me, and then you get two, and then I get two, and okay. so
1: on. All right. You want to just, uh, just do bench first and then do bullpens? That's the way I think we did it last yeah,
0: time. let's do that. Okay. Um, First pick on my bench, I'm going to take Ryan Freel. All
1: right, Ryan Freel. Let's 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 think about how, how do we do this. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 players so far. So we need um, 11 more. We, I think we picked... Six bullpen and and five bench. Is that right?
0: Five bench players and six bullpen.
1: All right. So you're going with Ryan Friel. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, on my bench, I'll take two. I'm going to go with uh, Todd Frazier. Good pick. And I'm going to go with uh, Felipe Lopez. Nicely done. Shortstop in second.
0: That's a good backup shortstop. Yes. All right. I am going to take... David Ross for my backup catcher.
1: Good call. You did that on our last draft.
0: I stick with what works, my friend. It did work. You son of a. bitch. with what works. And... <laughs> <So much. laughs> yeah, really. Uh...
1: <sighs> <laughs> There's not a lot out there, man.
0: I'm looking at the infielders. Let me look at the outfielders. Lord. Uh, I'll take Drew Stubbs.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Good de- late-inning defensive replacement. A little bit of pop off the bench. We'll speed. Oh, and that's your two. Okay, it's back to me. I thought you had another one coming. Okay, I'm going to go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Billy. I,
0: I thought you might. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go with Billy, and then I'm going to go with uh, – let's see. I've got Frazier Lopez. Backup – and they can play all four backup infield spots. So I think I'm going to go with King Griffey Jr. Nice. Another outfielder. He'll come off the bench. So you have your last two bench selections. Man, Friel is the really the best pick of all of them. and
0: uh, Yeah, because he can play everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's a good pick.
0: Um. Oh, you know who I'm going to take?
1: Yes, Jeff Kettinger.
0: I'm going to take Jose Guillen.
1: Oh, Jose Guillen, yes. Great pick.
0: Great pick. That'll be my second backup outfielder, and I need somebody who can play short now. I mean, I guess Friel technically can play short, but he's really more of a second base, third base guy. Right. Yeah, you Uh,
1: you probably need somebody who can play some short. (sighs) (laughs) But who is that? (laughs) I mean, look, it's... I mean, you're talking like Jose Peraza, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Kepinger, Yanish.
0: Let's let's just go ahead and go with Jose Iglesias.
1: Oh, you did it! You did it!
0: I did. <laughs> you did it.
1: He okay. Can play short. What's that?
0: He can play short. Let's be real; he's not playing over Larkin.
1: That's right. And defensively, he can play short. No question about it. Never argue with that. So my last pick's gonna be Tucker Barnhart. Good call. Because I needed a backup catcher feel like uh, he's the best available. Although I could have gone with LaRue, like Jason LaRue, like I did in the last draft. didn't work out too well for me. Okay. All now, right,
0: so you get the first reliever pick here.
1: First bullpen pick. Um, and we're going straight bullpen, guys. Not leftover uh, starters, I guess. Right. So I'm going to go um, I'm going to go Jared Hughes.
0: Ooh. I know, right? The Hughes have a particularly good, good run for me trying to copy my uh, my <laughs>
1: Yes, you you did very well Jerry D's last last draft. So you have two relievers here. All
0: right. I am going to take Sorry, I'm just you got to scan a little bit here.
1: Yeah, I know. It's uh
0: got to got to be prepared to be unconventional at times. But there's really not that much unconventional to be, if we're being honest. Looking at this, it's really. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Lorenzen. Yeah. And I'm gonna take Nick Massett.
1: Nick Massett, the ever-injured Nick Massett. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can live with that. Right, okay, okay, I've got two coming here. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> boy, the Reds' bullpen's really not been very good, has it? I'm going to go with Coco Cordero.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my... my. That was It was Cordero or Massett for me.
1: And... Boy. <laughs> do you know which relief pitcher's thrown the most uh, innings pitch out of the bullpen for the Reds uh, since they moved into Great American Ballpark?
0: In- I mean, I do, but only because I'm staring at it. Okay, well, then I'll let you... Uh...
1: I'll just one one
0: Mr. David Weathers. David Weathers.
1: Boy, I hate to do it. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go David. Oh, my gosh. I really did not like David Weathers when he was a Red. This bullpen, the Reds' bullpen has been garbage. Oh, my goodness. This is ridiculous. Okay, two to you. You have four relief pitchers uh, still to pick.
0: All right, I'm going to take Amir.
1: Oh, man, Amir. That's a good one. I like it.
0: And, you know, this is really, I'm just going off one season, but boy, it was a nice season. I'm going to take Sean Marshall.
1: Sean Marshall. You have Sean Marshall and Nick Massett, the two most injured Reds relievers in history. Well,
0: you uh, know, again, not a plethora of options here, my friend. You're right. You're right. I'm going to go Arthur Rhodes. Wow, deep cut right there.
1: That's, you know it, man. Arthur Rhodes and Sam Lacure. So I've got one reliever really, really, left. Here's your last two picks. Go ahead and take them.
0: Yeah, Lacure is a good one. I was kind of hoping to snag Lacure, but you beat me to him there. That's a good. That's a good pick.
1: Yeah, there's one more out there that I think might be okay for you. There may be two
0: that I see that are. Mm,
1: again we're we're really getting deep into the weeds here we are
0: get, we are we are very 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 deep into the weeds um mm, mm.
1: <laughs> i know here, here are some of the ones that I think you should consider selecting scott Schoenweiss, uh, Dylan floro uh, let's see here. Who else we got? Zach Duke. I remember
0: that. Lo- Zach- <laughs> oh yeah,
1: him? Logan Andrusek.
0: Ah, oh, mm-hmm. Logan. Yeah,
1: Jose Ar- Arredondo. Burke Badenhop.
0: Boy, all right. Here, I'll tell you what I'm going to do.
1: You're going uh, Lane Sumpson.
0: No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bill Bray.
1: Solid lefty. I have zero lefties in my bullpen, <laughs> no, I got Arthur Rhodes. He's a lefty,
0: and I'm gonna go it's, it's easiest to just go like one season guys at this point. you know no, you know what you know what i'm gonna do I'm gonna do one pick that's just purely a, a heart pick. You ready for it? I am ready, let's hear it. Give me jumbo, Jumbo
1: Diaz, nice. And so we come to the final draft pick, Mister Irrelevant. Although I don't think he's irrelevant, I'm going to take him again. John Kutevangus. You got to go with John Kutevangus.
0: Your boy. He's your boy. That's right.
1: All right. So there we go. We have our teams. I will post that on Twitter, and we will, uh, whenever I get in a moment, I will do some simulation of a seven-game series, and then also a full 162-game series, so Jason can embarrass me again. Follow us at, at Redleg Radio on. Twitter.com to, to see that. You feel pretty good about your team?
0: I do, though. Again, I think last time I was like, I clearly have the better team. This time I'm like, mm, but it also might just be the lack of choices in general. Yeah.
1: I think this one could be a lot, uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer, but I thought last one would be close. Although I, I got to admit that I felt like after the draft, I felt like you'd gotten me last time. I didn't think you got me by that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so anyway, you want to answer a few viewer mail, then we'll get out of here?
0: Jason, Yeah, a few viewer mail questions.
1: Few viewer mail. All right, first one comes from our guy Joe Farsing, who always seems to get into the wire with the first question, but he doesn't have a silly question this week. He says, uh, and this is at Patreon.com/slash/RedlegRadio, where you too can support this crazy pirate ship. No silly choice questions this week. Give me your best starting lineups and rotations of all time, all teams included. All right, this is <laughs> that's a long one.
0: That's a whole podcast.
1: That's a whole podcast, and I love that. Uh, I love that question, and I really, truly do want to answer it, but we wasted too much time. Joe, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you to, uh, the next time Jason's on the podcast to submit that question again, because that's a fun one, actually. We'll start at catcher and take Johnny Bench, and it'll go on from there. You I, I really probably, you could probably make a case to have two reds on the best starting lineup, and uh, if you're picking the best starting lineup, and rotation. So we're talking, you know, eight uh, starting players and five pitchers. Probably got two reds in there, don't you think?
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, maybe not for sure. I
0: mean, oh, I don't think there's any question, Benson Morgan.
1: I mean, I think you make can, can make an argument for you know Rogers Hornsby
0: Yeah. Could. Base, I'm, but, I'm, no, I wouldn't.
1: I agree, but I'm I'm biased, you know. So, okay, so Joe, I love the question. We are going to try to answer it at some point. Submit it again. Next question comes from our guy Hooper Powell. Hooper asks, do you see teams using a six-man rotation with the larger proposed rosters? Also, if it's a 100-game season, over under for the Redlegs. So first question, do you see teams using a six-man rotation with a larger proposed? Because with the, however the season's going to be, one of the proposals evidently, and we don't really know, is that they may have more roster spots, which you would think would make the Players Association more likely to agree to a, a deal if they got more big league spots, but I can't see teams using a six-man rotation. Can you?
0: I could imagine it, but I, who, who knows? Who knows? I, but I can see it.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess it depends on whether or not you feel like your uh, your better starters are fully stretched out and capable of actually pitching. But I think you want your at least your first top three guys to be going as often as possible if you if you can. Yeah.
0: So It depends really on how stretched out and ready everybody is. I could see a six-man early in the season.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree with that. Also, if it, and and also, you know, in regular seasons, there are those off days early where you skip guys in the rotation, and they won't have very many off days, I imagine, because they're starting so late. They're going to try to get as many games in as possible. Hooper's second question: If it's a hundred game season, over under for the Redlegs? Hundred game season is optimistic, but let's let's say that they figure out some way to do a hundred game season, Jason. What's the over under for the Redlegs?
0: Fifty five wins.
1: Fifty five. Yeah. Fifty five. Okay, I was going to say ninety five. <laughs> that may be optimistic,
0: too. Might be a little optimistic.
1: I think 55 is fair. I mean, I think that's probably going to put you close to the playoffs.
0: I think so, too. I mean, the Reds are supposed to be in the hunt, so.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably, uh, that's probably fair. I think I'm going to go with 55 as well. Once again, Jason is absolutely correct. Rich Thompson, my guy from William & Mary, the College of William & Mary. If you could have been an extra or had a cameo in any baseball movie, what movie would it have been? That's his first question. If you could have been an extra or had a cameo in any baseball movie, what movie would it have been? I think my answer is probably I'd be one of the random guys uh, walking out of the cornfield in field of dreams.
0: See, I would, even though it's not my favorite baseball movie by any stretch, it would be fun to be one of the like hecklers in the stands of major league. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that one. Yeah.
1: and I could actually fit in and they could actually show me actually playing baseball and it could be like, Oh yeah, this guy's awful. Just like, you know, all of the other guys. Cause I was not good at baseball. So, all right. So major league, that's a good one. Additionally, is there a particular scene that you would have liked to have had your three to five seconds of fame in? So I'm assuming he's asking a particular scene in the, Oh, you've already basically said one of those ones where the, the idiots are out there heckling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, if I had a, a particular scene, I would have liked to have been in, um, no, <laughs> I can't think of one. I just, I want to walk out of that cornfield. So any of the scenes where you're walking out of a cornfield. So I don't know. Rich Brown at patreon.com slash red radio says, first, I want to give you guys kudos on the building the machine podcast, really been enjoying it being born in 1987. I'd only heard stories since being on quarantine. I've went back and YouTubed all the big red machine world series, as well as the 1990 world series. So the good thing out of coronavirus, uh, maybe the literally the only thing good thing, is that it deepened my red leg passion and knowledge. That's good, Rich. And thank you for the uh, the kind words. If you all haven't listened to the Building the Machine podcast, it's where Bill Lack and I are going through the whole big red machine era, and uh, kind of discussing how that team was built and uh, doing kind of a deep dive. And uh, every Monday, new episodes posted. 1976 will be coming up this Monday. Now, his second question here is. Why is Davey Concepcion not in the Hall of Fame? I've researched his numbers compared to other shortstops like Ozzy Smith, for example. And uh, why is George Foster's number not retired with the Reds? Those are his two questions. So let's go with uh, with both of those. Why is Davey Concepcion not in the Hall of Fame? My answer is I hate to say it, but his numbers really don't compare to the other shortstops in the Hall of Fame. You have thoughts about uh, Concepcion?
0: Yeah, the same deal. I mean, he's kind of the classic all oh, a very good guy.
1: Yeah, and I loved him. You know, growing up, he was the one link to the big red machine. After I started
0: really following the team, yeah. But uh, it's not quite there. Yeah, I think he gets. I I don't want to say this because by all accounts he's a delightful human being, but I think his presence on the big red machine causes him to be very slightly overrated.
1: And I think also that frankly when he he was the best shortstop in the league during his time so you think that's a hall of famer that that's the argument you can make for him because he really was pretty much the best shortstop in the league or, or one of the top 2 which sounds like a hall of famer but it was a really really bad era for shortstops if you look at uh, the the jaws hall of fame system and if you don't know what jaws the jaws system is it's uh, Jay Jaffe's. uh he's a sabermetrician basically And he developed this system to determine, you know, whether you have a good chance at at the Hall of Fame. And the average Hall of Fame shortstop has 67.5 career wins above replacement. Concepcion had 40.1. I mean, that's way below. Concepcion's peak was right at 30. His seven-year peak was right at 30 wins above replacement. The average Hall of Fame shortstop, 43.1. So, you know, that system rates Concepcion as the 46th best shortstop of all time, which is amazing. That's great. Probably not a Hall of Famer, though. I hate to say it. I feel like I'm being a disloyal, Jason.
0: Yeah, it's tough, but but you're right. And, you know, to then sort of transition into the why is Foster's number not retired, is it's kind of the same deal. He just, you know, if, maybe if he played his whole career for the Reds, you might see his number retired. Um, maybe, but, you know, really, you know, not quite a Hall of Fame level player. Um, a really good player had definitely his best years with the Reds, but then didn't really do much outside of his time with the Reds.
1: Yeah, I mean, MVP, that's a big thing. But yeah. do you retire every MVP's number? I mean, you know, Joe Votto may get his number retired. I don't know. Uh, Ernie Lombardi won MVP. I, I don't know. Foster just, I, I think that retiring numbers, this is my opinion in every sport, should be a
0: very rare thing. I, I concur wholeheartedly.
1: I mean, we're talking about the best. You're literally taking that number out of circulation. The best of the best. And Foster was great. I just, especially in, you know, 76, 77, 78. I mean, he really was legitimately. He finished in the top six of the hall of of the MVP voting in each of those three years, 76, 77, 78. I mean, he was as good as anyone in baseball at that time. But that was, you know, it was a short peak. I, I can't see it. I can't see retiring that number. But if you want to, do you think Votto's number will get retired, Jason? Just uh, since I mentioned
0: it, I do, yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, too, but which will pretty much guarantee it. But, yeah, I do think so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you can make a case for anyone that's in the Hall of Fame having their, their number retired. And I guess that's with the Reds. Well, Ted Klauszewski's number is retired. He's not in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Clue is retired, then Votto's got to be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Someone asked me that question on Twitter. When did? Because uh, I mentioned something about Clue when did Votto overtake him? And I thought, well, as you know, in, t- in terms of Red's career, 2010, probably when he won his yeah. MVP. I mean, you know, uh, that's not a criticism, a clue, right?
0: No, 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 no. Just, it's just the Joey it was just Joey. Joey is Joey.
1: Last question comes up again from our guy, Joe Forrest, and We'll answer this one. He asked, do either of you know how to cut hair? I feel like a hippie. I am
0: a hippie and I still need a haircut. <laughs>
1: You made the joke I was going to make. I was actually going to say that. Jason is actu- an actual, authentic hippie. But you don't know how to ha- cut hair, clearly. I do not know how to cut hair. I do not know how to cut hair. I do also do not know how to keep hair from falling out off the top of my head. So, Joe, you're on your own. You're on your own, Joe. Let me just tell you, when my son was uh, was younger, we'd be wrestling around on the floor, and one time he was uh, kind of crawling on my back, and he said, he was probably, I don't know, five six years old he said dad your hair's falling off that wasn't very nice (laughs) your hair's falling off oh gosh i've never forgiven him all right jason any final thoughts for us we need to call cut call this one a a show
0: uh let's see how this goes i'm excited to see the next simulation
1: i'm worried i'm very very worried Okay, so you can follow us at redlegnation.com uh, where we're talking about the Reds every day. Follow Jason at Jason Linden on Twitter. I'm at Dotson C. We're at Redleg Radio on Twitter. Go follow us if you aren't already. I'm sure you already are. But if you're not, go go follow us because uh, we'll be doing a simulation to see if Jason can uh, lose in the seven game series once again. You can download the podcast wherever you find podcasts. We're at all those places. I won't go into them all again. You can support us at uh, patreon.com slash redlegradio if you wish. Jason, always good talking to you, buddy.
0: Always a good time, Chad.
1: For Jason Linden and John Langus, this is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. And join us for discussion of all things
1: Reds at RedLegNation.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.